no idea where these press conferences are going anymore. No idea. They're brilliant because they're less boring. It's like lockdown's really hard for everyone. It's really boring for everyone. So we're just having a natter and just trying to show a bit of humanity in the world. You know what I mean? We are human. Boring question, they bat them off. You ask me a silly question, I'll give a silly answer. I mean, we might as well just not bore everyone to death. So thank you. We've sunk to, look, that we've sunk to lucky likeies now. We've sunk to lucky likeies. Like, for some reason. No, we're not sitting here. We're raising ourselves to looky likeies. Looky likeies make the world go. Have you never sat in a pub? Well, although that seems like a distant memory. Well, your mates have just found looky likeies in the pub. It's one of the best bits of fun you'll ever have in a night. Trust me, just do it. The next time you're allowed in a pub, sit with some friends. You're probably only allowed three, but anyway, sit with some friends or something and just look for looky likeies. Brilliant. Brilliant fun. Love looking like it. So we're not lowering ourselves, guys. We're raising the bar. We're adding. Yeah, we. I can't yeah, we, yeah, we know yeah, yeah. Looky like on holiday is brilliant. It's a brilliant family game. Looky like it's on holiday. You get your kids at it. Once they're of an age, fantastic fun. Because then people nudge each other and they do that thing where they go, Oh, Dad, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Look over there, left. And they go, Bungle. It's like, well, how do you even know Bungle? You know what I mean? But then they become that for the whole holiday, don't they? Yeah, so as soon as you see him and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then every night you're at a wrestler, you nudge him and go, look, Bungle's in again. There's Bungle. Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to Average Team Podcast for another week. We are three average blokes with above average love of sport and below average sense of humans. What are we, boys? Well, we've got no listeners left anymore because uh, what the fuck? What, what the fuck's going on over there? But, so that is that is Sean Dice. Uh, that is Sean Dice, who is the Burnley manager, the head the head coach of the uh, Burnley football team. And he got so bored during a fracking press conference the other day. He spent a full six minutes talking about lucky likeies or doppelgangers. Lucky and the best, love it. The, the best part of that interview is he spends another four minutes going on talking about the time that he was um, managing uh, Burnley against Southampton one day away, and there was the direct um, doppelganger for the cartoon guy out of Up in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and his whole, he pointed it out at the start of the game, but his whole coaching staff got completely distracted by, by the fact that the guy from Up was in human form behind the bench. And then he asked the journalist to go around uh, the rest of the Premier League, because Premier League uh, press conferences are so boring, and ask every single one of the Premier League coaches who their <laughs> favourite doppelganger or Lockie Lockie is. And if they give him a crap answer, he's going to go and hit them in the face of the wet fish. So for that, Sean Dosh is our man. Average and we, man of the week. Average man of the week. I was actually at the Clyde Hotel in North Carlton a couple of days ago. Tuesday night, uh, steak night. Um, having a couple of Fury Road XPAs, and I saw uh, angry Asian Adam Rompel, uh, which was, wow. <laughs> yep, yep. And I like tried block, to... like full blockhead, like you know, like blockhead, the uh, Eastern yep. blockhead. <clears throat> yep, yeah. Um, had had the uh, uh, big bodied inside midfielder kind of strut about him, and I tried to take a photo, but he was walking out the door. So. Jeans, jeans too tight for what they should be. That kind yep. of action. We all love a doppelganger and we all love a beer. Uh, boys, what are you drinking tonight? I, I once bought a T-shirt off a bloke who looked like a mate of mine. Cause, and it's just an extension of that game, boys. If you find the doppelganger, then you go up to them and offer to buy a garment off them, like a T-shirt or a jumper they were wearing. Added bonus. Just off from 50, start at 20, get to who, 50. Who, what, what did, what did the, who did the guy look like? Burns. It looked exactly like Burns. Oh, engaged oh. into Rogan. Yep. I saw, I saw a German, I saw a, um, and, and uh, Marshall had tested this. 
We were going from Portugal. We can just do a whole fucking shot. Doppelgangers. No, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said Burns, and I hope he still listens because we were in Portugal, going from Porto to Barcelona, and we were fucking waiting at our boarding gate, and there was a sleepy German Burns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was Burns. It was a German Burns, except he was so tired waiting for his flight. He was like a little bit nappy and a bit of in, in and out of consciousness. So I've seen, I've seen the Burns. Like I've seen Burns just like that. A lot. Sleepy, Dave. nappy German Burns. Yeah. Dave, was, was the broken trail got a bit a bit crook that you tried to purchase his boxer shorts off him? Was that <laughs> part of the issue? No, we're in Taranga, mate. He didn't, he didn't have boxer shorts on. He was wearing one shirt. So, <laughs> it, wasn't, it, was just, what, it was a moccasin. Yeah, standard Taranga. Uh, it, was, it, it wasn't a clothing store either. You just literally tried to buy his shirt off him in the street, which is a <laughs> bit weird. Not, and so you go to Taranga and there's a nightclub with the dance floor that lights up with different colours. Of course there is. Of course there is. Only in Taranga. What a, what a place. What it a could place. only have been better if you told me it rotated, Dave. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, the, you guys like know me. Like you guys know me on a dance floor. I don't need a rotating dance floor to fall over. <laughs> that's very um. That's a bit like uh, Austin Power yeah. was um uh jumbo yeah. jet, isn't it? He very had the right yeah. revolving dance floor. Not enough. Dave, I, yeah, Dave. Enough. I have seen you. I have seen you fall over from falling asleep upright on the Twitter dance floor back in the day. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's it's some of my best work down there at Twister. <laughs> I think we've all seen Dave fall in front of a speaker stack at a nightclub. So yeah. it's a rare talent. Not enough um, Austin Powers uh, references on this show yeah. to start I'm with. Not, I'm not only good for cricket venues, boys. I'm, I can fall asleep <laughs> in nightclubs as well. <laughs> um, Dave, to stop you falling asleep tonight, what are you having a drink? So, boys, um, I celebrated a bit of a birthday. My, uh, it was more of an anniversary, we'll call it—the uh, the, uh, 10th anniversary of my 27th birthday uh, over the weekend. And my lovely wife, Leanne, um, went down to a, an establishment in uh, Altona, uh, just the back of Altona. There, a place called Brewworks. So it's a little brewery, little microbrewery, I guess, with a bar, and you can go there and and you pay a bit of coin and you can brew your own beer. And in basically, they copy beer styles. And you can brew your own beer, learn about the brewing uh, process, and at the end of it, you get a beer that you made. So what what have you got there? It's a, it looks dark. Yeah, so this is a red IPA. Um, so it must be one of their sort of stock beers that they they'd make. It's probably modelled off like a, just a standard red IPA sort of recipe. But look, it's a really small batch brewery, so it probably lacks the depth of the beers that we're probably used to having. Um, but in saying that, it's a pretty, it's a quite malty. And it's pretty. It's a pretty good sort of red ale, I guess. So, that's, I'm going to get down there for sure. Um, cool, we should cool. we should all get down there, boys, and and learn more about the beer brewing process. Bruce, Bruce, and beer. Um, Timmy, yeah. did I see the Jetty Road can sneak in there? And I've actually got a, a, a collab beer. It's a. It's called Coastal Fiesta. It's an orange wheat beer. It's a collab between wow. St Andrews and Jetty Road. Yeah. So both yeah. down the peninsula. Yeah. It's uh, it's different to the type of stuff that I would normally purvey. Um, it it's a wheat beer. It's it, I'm not really getting the orange. I'm not really getting the coriander that they reckon that there's there is floating around it. So there's actually the addition of orange zest. Not not getting it too much. It just it tastes like a really good sort of German wheat beer. It's four point eight percent. It's fresh. 
You boys, I had some um, Jetty Road on one of our first pods, and you boys laughed at me because you reckon I got them out of the bargain bin at um, at, uh, <laughs> at BWS. But they've actually had a great year and a kind of really emerging independent brewery well, in Victoria yeah, I, and, and had some entries in Gab's Top 100 to me. Yeah, well, I, I, to be fair, I didn't realise that they, that they were an independent. I thought that they were one of those BWS sort of charading. Like the Zythos that I tried to like, bring on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly what I thought they were, which is why I gave you absolutely no credit until I saw it with my own eyes that they are independent and, and do it all themselves. And this is a tasty little, it's a tasty wheat beer. It's a, it's a really nice summer beer. I would happily drink it again. It we'll takes, me, that takes me back to, uh, to, to, to Munich, Dave, really. Yeah, yeah those are the days, good times. And t- speaking about stealing other people's clothes, a, a quick quick anecdote about Timmy at a bar in Munich. Uh, we rocked up with no jackets. It was cold outside, so Timmy decided to help himself off the coat rack. Thank you very much. I, I, think, he did, I think he still wears that jacket around today. Um, that was probably 15 years ago. <laughs> I wore it, actually wore it into our last day of work the other week, though. Timmy, uh, photos or it didn't happen. We need that up on the IG. Um, yeah. You in the jacket with your uh, your Jetty Road St Andrews. Oh, they, I know you like the St Andrews too. So, just on that yeah, uh, wheat beer, uh, I know Cornwall, our uh, our special uh, special guest, um, celebrity big bash star, correspondent, loves a wheat beer. Um, so we might have to get that up to him and uh, have a bit of a taste of a wheat beer. And Timmy, my experience with wheat beers. Is I know that you're starting a new job tomorrow in a new office. I know with the wheat beer the next morning, it's a, it can get a bit bit on the nose, mate. So watch yeah. out for the guys in the in the new yeah. office. I reckon. Dave, I'm, I'm currently unemployed at the moment, and and by eight thirty tomorrow, I might be unemployed again. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It has been a five. Has been a five-day lockdown here in um, Melbourne, which Tim, Timmy actually means uh, throwback. Throwback Wednesday. I'm unemployed again, and uh, as I did. Um, through the entire um, stage one and stage two lockdowns, I've had about 15 beers before coming on. So, um, <laughs> really, really. As long as you don't have a Sharknado again, and then no, be Well, I don't have a Sharknado, but what I do have um, is an Other Side Brewing Co. Uh, beer, which they're from WA. And it's funny how there's always these weird um, synergies between us because you know, do know pro, uh, pre production. Uh, Timmy's gone the orange uh, wheat beer. I've gone the peaches and oat cream. Mm. So uh, I've got an other side brewing company, peaches and oat cream IPA. Um, now, peachy. It's peachy as shit. So um, if you've seen that, they're, they're putting um, oat cream, which is like they're basically putting oats and lactose into IPAs to give them a little bit, um, make them a little bit creamier. They're not as hazy. This is actually not that creamy. For, for, um, but it is super clear, super peachy. It's really tasty. It is about 7.2. Um, so it might be an early night at my joint tonight. But um, really like that. And good to see some WA beer in um, Victoria as well because uh, we uh, other side have been doing good things, but as have Blaster, who we've talked about. Blaster with two A's, who um, won some independent beer awards uh, in the last year. Timmy, and we don't see a lot of, but apparently you're taking the world by storm. So more WA. Never, never seen it on the shelf here. Yeah, more WA beer in Victoria, please. That's, uh, that beer whitey reminds me of a song by Peaches. It's called Oat Creamed on Your Chair. Is that... Is that um... <laughs> Little, it's uh, I think it's called Little Dune Peachy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they literally had a song called Peaches, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. they, they come in a can. They do. 
we missed that. Um, all right, so there has been a lot going on in the world of sport and um, big fortnight. We are doing these fortnightly as part of the summer series. Um, so rather than take you back through all the um, the stats and all the recaps, we just got to launch into a really big average world because there's so many above and below performers over the last fortnight. Thankfully, through lockdown, there has been some great sport on. But broadly, over the last two weeks, there's been some super stuff. And I want to, I want to start, boys, in Bangladesh because my above average performers um, for the week and probably for the year already are the West Indian cricket team. They went to Bangladesh to play two test series. Um, None of their players wanted to go. They're playing their like under 17 third grade side. Fellow by the name of Kyle Myers uh, playing in his very first uh, test match, just hit a lazy 220 not out in the second innings and helped them chase down 395 in the second dig for one of the biggest chases of all time. Um, huge, 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 huge. I think he'd only made two first class tons other than this. He's just picked off the back of being. Available essentially, yeah, correct. Joins the, uh, joins the Gillespie with, Club as well, so with, big effort. Which, with, yeah, which again is similar to Twister back in the day, Dave, just being available. That's all, all that mattered. <laughs> had, had, a pa- had a passport and didn't have anywhere to be. Um, that yeah. 395 is one of the biggest um, second inning chases of all time, and it was big, um, nearly as big as Rakeem the Dream Cornwall, who in the second, uh, in the second test took a fifer and a fourfer in the second innings. Um, to take nine for the the game and uh, all 140 kilos of him basically single-handed guided them to to victory where they bowled uh, the Bangladeshis out for 213, chasing 230. Um, Just 30 overs overs on the the trot, just just pounding them out. And then then plucked one off his bootlaces to finish it all off. Just... um, He's the man you want, Rakeem the Dream, to, uh, to to make the footmarks, isn't he? he? He's making some good footmarks for those left armers coming over the wicket. Just loving the footmarks. Dave, Dave, that, it, that's what an athlete looks like. Oh, I was going to say, he, he is the heavy roller, I think. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in that in that second innings, did bowl for 30 over straight. Um, do you boys have any above average performance from the world of cricket? Um, well, the BCCI boys um, have, have really ramped it up this time around, they just proved to the world once again that they just don't give a shit about anyone else and they'll do do it their own way. Toys out of the cot style. So first test, uh, so they've got a series against England, the same two tests at the same venue and bit of a road early. Joe Root knocks up a double ton um, to sort of confirm his status as the world's greatest flat track bully uh, getting around. Um, <laughs> probably a bit harsh. Only um, made three tons in three innings. Yeah, mate. We'll go with it. Fucking wait. And um, anyway, what are you doing uh, in the so, ashes though? So in you get rolled pretty easy, and then um, uh, they decide, righto, that's it. Toys out of the cot. We're just going to absolutely throw up a, a spin-friendly, ridiculous pitch, and then uh, Ashwin, what does he get? Ten wickets, makes a hundred. If you don't mind, in you get skittled, uh, pretty much twice. Balls turning, hitting you in the helmet. Going down your feet, going past your biometer, spinning sideways, and uh, they get the job done. In the other time, ground advantage, right there, boys. Just spitting off a length. What I loved about that was one of the, the photos I shared with you, and I think I share with our, our friends on Twitter was um, ninth over of the first innings on the first day, 
and the ball was bringing up mushroom, like Hiroshima mushroom clouds off a good leg. So um, <laughs> not the best conditions, but um, they managed to make uh, good work of it, the Indians, because Ashwin just took a lazy, made it 100 and, and what, took nine for a 10 for, for the uh, game as well. Going all right, Ravi. Ask, ask Tim Payne, though. His teammates don't like him, so it doesn't really matter. Well, that's, that's what's important. That's yeah. what's important. That's all um, that matters. Timmy, did you have an above average for in the world of sport for us? From, from, from cricket, mate, cricket? I've, yeah, yeah. I've actually I've actually got sort of two on on even keel. I've got uh, the young the young Vicks team today bowling out Australia A for one hundred and sixty, <laughs> <laughs> which is yes. just a del- just a delight after Steve Smith and Paddy Cummins did all their bullshit in the one day stuff on the weekend. But what have you done in international cricket, boys? Come on, had a plan um, today. In the shield, what? that was that, that, one? Was in, that was in the uh, shield. Uh, Pat, Pat, Paddy Cummins was rested, but Mitchell Stark, I think, bowled his three or four overs at, at nine and nine and over. So true to form for Mitchell Stark. And my my other above average is actually back over to to India. It's the the keeper for England, Ben Folks. So I'm not sure if you if you've seen him, yeah. but he's a, he's he's just a keeper. He, he's a he, he top scored with forty odd in the first dig. He's the best keeper getting around. And what I love about him is he made Stewie Board look like an old fucking hag standing up to the, standing up to the stumps and did not did not miss a beat. Oh, as, he didn't. Yeah, as, as a as a keeper from way back, it was it it was joyous. There's some that. real there's some real park cricket about the keeper standing oh. up to your opening bowler, isn't there? Yeah. So, I, I loved it. England England Stokes folks. Wokes. Is that right? That's how it rolls? Yep. Sounds like it should be some kind of like um, a a quality march in um, North Brunswick, really. The woke folk. (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell no jokes. Um, (laughs) I had a below. I had a below out of that series. um, And that was for me, it was was Virat Kohli um, basically waiting on a DRS review for a clean bold off Mawali. That was something that I loved to see. And it shows what a shipment he is. He basically gets clean bowled, top of off stump, and he just stood there bewildered and asked for the DRS. So I don't think even Shane Watson would have done that one. The old Murphy's flat, top of the uh, the old pad, the old, <laughs> the he, was waiting, he was waiting for that, was he? Yeah, <laughs> just that's nicked, right. Nick the stump with the top of the keeping pad. Yep, uh, correct. See you later, Vera. Correct. The other one, speaking of Starkey, which I've got and I've, I've just pulled up here because I've been holding on to this for a little while and, and bear with me. We're talking about Starkey and, and the, the fact that he gets a bit flat from sometimes and the fact that we need to rotate our bowlers um, over the course of the summer. Mitchell Stark uh, is bowling average in test cricket. The first match of the series is 24. By the fifth test match of the series, it's 52. Right? Wow. So, uh, and then his strike rate in test uh, cricket in the first test of a series is 44 and the fifth match of a series is 101. So basically what that says is he goes for twice as many runs and goes uh, twice as long or balls, twice uh, double the number of balls to get a wicket in the fifth uh, test of a series going to a first test of a series. So um, something that should be looked at, him in the side period, but also just playing him up front when he's fresh and then bringing somebody else in. So... Love the stats, Whitey. That's uh, that's compelling. Can't argue with that. That's uh, spot on there. Dave, no doubt. He shouldn't have played. Shouldn't have played in that test, last test. Nessa should have played. 
Dave, you love stats, and you actually had one for me from the um, the world of NBA, mate. You actually said you'd pulled out an above-average performer of the week um, from the NBA. Yeah, well, Ben Simmons just reeled off a casual 43, um, but um, couldn't get the job done, boys. What's uh, what's the go? Well, I think the I think he was an above average performer with the the forty three points, which was a career high. But I think the, also the above average was just Utah getting the win in that game. So, <laughs> Timmy, what's happening in um, what's happening in the world of NBA, mate? Have you got a have you got an above average for us? Uh, Utah are going to be the early season champions here, and watch watch it get to the business end again like last year and just fade away, just fading away, Dave. No, my like a jump, like a jump shot, or yeah, yeah. Like my jump shot, just starts off really nice and just gets very putrid very quickly. Uh, my my above average was just a single play, actually. Um, old Desmond Mutu for the uh, for the Sacramento Kings. It's it's commonly known as putting someone on a poster, but he he dunked on Jonas Valanciunas for the um, for the Grizzlies uh, yesterday the day before. And then proceeded to saddle on his shoulders and do a full 720 on there. And then Valentinus tried to, to whack him off and he couldn't even whack him off. And geez, that sounds even worse than <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some real I was gonna say there's some Ray Mysterio vibes about the 720, uh, but it finished off in some Hopawate territory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, genuinely, he tried to push him off and he couldn't even achieve achieve the uh, the pushing him off. He just got absolutely bitch slapped. And, and dunk and just all sorts of dunk face on him. Um, speaking of dunk face, or, that. speaking of dunk face or, or moreover drunk face, um, my above average performer from the world uh, from the Super Bowl uh, a couple of weeks ago is not so much that the Bucks won, you know, the the Super Bowl and, and Tom got his seventh. It was actually Tom Brady being carried off a boat during their boat flotilla kind of ticker take parade, um, completely blind drunk at midday while the sun was still up. And seeing blind Tom is my favourite Tom. All right, Not the seven Super Bowl winning champion, but the, just the blind day drunk Tom, because I think that's been real Tom. Yeah. He'd be a menace, wouldn't he? He'd be an absolute menace. Bloke wouldn't get drunk ever, and then he'd just be the biggest pest. Yeah. I love I think that's, I love the fact that on my Twitter feed, un, underneath the article of him being carried off was like, Tom's like daily routine, and this is what it looks like. And it's like kale smoothies and like 10 Better hour work. Yeah. yeah, kale smoothies, 10 hour of workouts, like draining blood from Giselle. And I don't reckon he's had a beer in about 15 years. So I love seeing that. Um, wow. Did you, you boys have an above or below from the, the Super Bowl? Well, the punters, had a good, the punters had a good day today, Whitey, after they'd done their, their absolute nuts on the Chiefs. Um, because there was a big there was a big push to get on the Chiefs in the home in the second half, from what I understand. But the punters um, did their nuts there, but got back today. Dan Andrews, no tie, backed heavily off the map today, and the punters <laughs> had a, a big win, so they're, they're back. You know who you know who got a piece of that dollar eighty five? Yes. I only watched one hundred and twenty consecutive press conferences with him last year. The bloke doesn't wear a tie. That's money for Jam boys. That's Wicks money. Yeah, yeah. That's more money. What was the North Face pacing paying today? I bet three bucks. It's thirty degrees to me. No, but he he goes the North Face with good news. It's typically a North Face good news day. Again, he's been going outside. They've been going outside for the last couple of ones out the front of, uh, of the, uh, 
treasury building or something like that in um, Fitzroy Garden. So it was no tie every day. I just took the dollar eighty five just there um, every quietly. day of the week. Every, every day, day of the week. Um, just drifting back to the NFL, Whitey. I'm, I'm going with myself as an above average here. There's a gratuitous right. plug. So go, going back to our uh, our recipe for for the gun teams is you need to have either gun quarterback or a gun defensive player on a rookie contract. And that was both teams in the Super Bowl. Fair enough. My prediction of the Chiefs running all over it didn't happen. Was one of them Bobby Boucher? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, they played for the Mud Dogs. Yeah. Remember Bobby Boucher won the Bourbon Bowl? Um, Yeah. So it's uh, a bit of a gratuitous plug for myself. Yeah, I got the actual tip wrong, but go fuck yourself. Yes. I think the gratuitous plug you need to worry about are the couple just in the front of the foyer there, Timmy. But that was very well done by you and your NFL stuff throughout the course of the season was spot on. Um, hey, did, did, you, did you catch the uh, the streaker in the NFL in the Super Bowl? So uh, apparently he, he had all sorts of money on uh, – there was a, a prop bet that uh, paying four bucks or five bucks or something like that, that there would be a streaker at the game. And so he, he loaded up and put 50 grand on it. And, uh, grand. and yeah, and, and should have won about 400. He had a mate run, run a diversion so he could get out there. And, and but then the dickhead the next day made it public that that's what happened. So his oh, bet got pulled. Oh, <laughs> and he probably still had to pay, pay the fine. Yeah, yep. that's illegal, yep. my friend. That's, I hope they kept his 50 grand, too. Yeah, oh, oh, I, I just hope the weekend made it out of that room of mirrors because I've been stuck in one of those at the Melbourne show before, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> so, um, he actually he might be the weekday by the time he gets out of there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, hey, um, what a, did you catch the news in the professional world of golf today, boys? Um, Adam Scott apparently um, called a quick, real quick press conference, absolutely shitting himself. Happy Gilmore's making a bit of a comeback on the tour. And Tudor McGavin's following him, so we'll look out for that, boys. Back on the tour. Novelty checks uh, that are getting printed as we speak uh, for Old Happy. When I first saw that, I actually thought it was a, a sequel, not just like a 25-year uh, anniversary video, yeah. which is what it was. And I was thinking, we need the sequel, because like, what actually happens after like Happy wins the gold jacket? He wins the money. He gets his nan, her house back. Like, does he stay on the tour? Like, I can't see Happy being like a 15-year tour veteran. No. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine to no, know because I don't feel like – I feel like it was a, a Leicester City run at the title he had. I don't feel like he ever played golf ever again after he got his um, nan out of the aged care facility. So, um, probably not a great place for her to be in, in 2021 anyway. So, If I was going to frame a market, I'd be framing how long his nan lived in that house that he got back and I'm, I'm, I reckon maybe a week is probably a bang about a dollar eighty <laughs> a month was about two ten around that price so I don't reckon it'd be long it was all for nothing really Dave, Dave how about a nice warm glass of shut the hell up <laughs> speaking of all for nothing um, I don't have too many uh, I don't have an above uh, average performer for the AFL, unfortunately, just early in the preseason. But I've got it below, um, and that's preseason injuries. And all for nothing is um, is the Giants uh, trading for Brendan Pruce. Um, he was stuck behind Goldie at North, and then he was stuck behind Bourne at Melbourne. Um, he's just fucked his shoulder, and he's going to be out for the next four or five months. So 
Um, in the last couple of days, we've um, heard that Rowan Marshall has got a foot injury for the Saints. Um, Proust has got a shoulder. Heppel and Hurley are unlikely to be re- available round one. Trelaw and uh, Mitch Duncan at the Cats have both pinned calves. So I'm, I'm below average for, for pre-season injuries because you do want to see the best play in their trade. Um, I'm not sure if that applies necessarily to Mitch Duncan or to Proust, but I don't like pre-season injuries. I, I really enjoyed seeing, well, I've enjoyed seeing the um, the players hand, essentially handing back money after after all that's gone on last year and will continue to happen this year and um, revenue being down. So there's a bunch of clubs that have negotiated 7% pay cuts and 5% pay cuts and essentially handing back money. Except for my mob, North Melbourne, who would have been that far under the cap last year. They're probably taking overs again this year. <laughs> yeah. I think they're taking I think they're taking whatever they can get, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, uh, Dave, have you, have you keep be keeping an eye on the uh, the AFL preseason, mate? Not overly. All I keep hearing is Orazio Fantasia is lighting it up. Hasn't missed a session. Joe Danaher hasn't missed a session up in Brisbane. And uh, so no, the, the boys at Essendon traded, uh, no injuries. The boys at Essendon kept, like Hurley, he's, you know, thirty plus and uh, all injured, won't play. So next thing you know, Jackie Stringer will, will do a string, and that'll be that'll be it for the Bombers again. Um, but no, nah, it's, all, it's all pretty quiet. You're not hearing a, a lot uh, out of the AFL at the moment. So um, it's going to sneak it, up. I want to say it's practice games, I reckon. And and the first game is March 18. So I think doing this fortnight, that we're probably going to fortnight from now, we actually might go into a um, uh, average season preview. We might do a couple of seasons at a time, a couple of teams at a time going in uh, to the season in only about four weeks' time. Um, is it because the tennis is late, Dave, as well? So the tennis has taken some headlines off it because you've got a you've got a below average from the world of tennis, mate. Yeah, well, I've got a below Ash party got done today, so that, that's no good. But um, did you hear that guy uh, who got beaten by Novak? I can't quite get his name, but uh, Zverev, uh, American American bloke, got beaten by Novak. Novak injured himself in the third set. It basically pulled a quad. Off the bone, uh, basically. And uh, then he come back in the fifth, rallied, and, and to, to win the game. The bloke in the presser after the game said, oh, it was pretty sore in the third and fourth, but it miraculously got better in the fifth. So, you know, he's pretty much full of shit. And then Novak, uh, after the game, climbs the stairs, no dramas, and off he goes into the semis. Joker, the Novak. No- Novak Firming for just the worst bloke in world sport at the moment. Yeah. Pissed on again after beating Zero the day or two ago about fucking hard quarantine. He's been pulling the medical timeouts here and there. Just a genuine shipment. Yeah. But they reckon he's the nicest. He's, he's, he's a guy for the players, you know. He does it all for the other the lower-ranked players. and Well-liked in the locker room, but just, just clearly doesn't give a shit what other people think of him outside the locker room. So, fair enough. Fair play to him, I guess. Fair enough. They, um, he probably wipes his ass with $100 bills, so he doesn't really care. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for just not giving a fuck what people think of you. And um, we've uh, we've realised we haven't done an average team list for a while. And um, there's nothing fucking worse than professional sports people who actually love taking a dive. And just regardless of what the fans or the punters think, no matter what it does for their reputation – Love taking a dive and fucking milking it for all it's worth. Now, this comes off the back of um, a couple of incidents over the last couple of days. I've been on lockdown. I watched Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks go about his business and literally kept one eye on the umpire and one eye on the court the whole time. And Cal Ward, um, could, Cal, Cal Ward serial Cal Ward, diver. 
Never got a hard ball in his life. Just, just don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck about what people think of him. Um, and you know, uh, you know who comes to mind actually is the um the Richmond corporate uh, sales exec who um I think Mrs. Hardwick said went down. To... <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> no, no. Miss, Mrs. Hardwick said she went down entirely too easily. So, <laughs> um, what we what we would like is for wow. you folks to um get in touch for the next week and actually um, give us some names uh, for who are the worst, most serial divers getting around world sport. Um, we are putting together uh, them into a team like we normally do. This is going to be an Olympic diving team. So, um, yeah, we don't know whether we're going to be going off the 10-metre platform or the, the five-metre springboard, but um, we do we, – we, we want to work this into like an um, Olympic diving kind of tandem team event. Um, some names that have been thrown up so far by the boys. Um, uh, Mo Salah goes down in the box again entirely too easy. Again, probably not unlike the Richmond uh, corporate sales <laughs> executive we mentioned earlier. Uh, one that I used to hate growing up was Matty Lloyd because I actually remember being at um, Anzac Day and um, literally watching Matty Lloyd dive when a um, bit of contact from the back, but then he would actually go so far as to sit there and look up at the fucking big screen for about five minutes just to see whether or not it was there. So Matty Lloyd was a big one. Um, do you boys have any? Give us some food for thought. Give us some stimulation. Lindsay Thomas uh, came up. Lindsay, Lindsay Thomas, obviously he, uh, he snapped Gary Owen's leg in half and was the, the AFL's bad boy after that. Jeez, he, he could take a dive. And, and he was a classic boy who cried wolf. It was then he would actually get pushed in the back or have his neck wrung out. He wouldn't get a free kick and he probably didn't deserve it. Yeah. What about um, Alex Tumpy Pullen? Not, not a, probably not a great diver. <laughs> <laughs> he might be up there with um, Steve Irwin, I reckon, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I've just killed Bambi. Those um those alt right wingers, the uh the Australian Proud Boys might come after me for that one. I, I just wanted to sit here and say Joel Selwood. So um um my respects to Robert and Bindi for that one. Um yeah, all right, so it's bad it's poor form for me, real poor form. Next week we're doing average team diving, Olympic diving team. Get in touch. Uh let us know who you think should be nominated. We'll punch it out on the socials. Um boys, you got any more before we wrap up? Nah. Get, no, out, get back out there tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, get out there, get amongst it. The pubs are back open, so take a friend and get amongst it. Get on the beers. We'll see you in a week or two. Hopefully by that point, we're not too far away from um, the Australians playing some uh, white ball cricket uh, over there against New Zealand and uh, the start of the footy season. But um, boys, drink big, good beers. Be good to your mates. Love you. Bye, Zs.